Your story influences your business. This is Wingrove Street, an entrepreneurial leaders podcast where we hear the story behind the startup. Brought to you by Melbourne Innovation Centre. Innovation Centre provides business support and mentorship. This week, we talk to Suze Chadwick, a bold business and speaking coach. Today, we learn about her journey from going into the corporate world and out onto her own. She shares with us her four top tips on running a successful business. This is an episode you don't want to miss out on. Sue Chadwick is a bold business branding and speaker coach with over 10 years as a brand consultant working with global brands as well as entrepreneurs. Sue knows what works when it comes to creating a business and personal brand that connects and stands out. Recognized as the top 10 branding coach by Yahoo, finance and contributor to entrepreneur.com, Savvy SME and many other business publications. She is also the author of Play Big, Brand Bold, host of the popular Brand Builders Lab podcast and the creator of Brand Builders Academy, the Bold Speakers Collective, and Brand Leaders Lounge. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. I'm so oh, blown away by everything that you've done. Um, but first of all, I want to take it back to the beginning. How did you all start? Like, how did it all come about? And what was your journey to get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. And I have to kind of put it into a nutshell because it's a lot. But in a nutshell, uh, I actually started my branding journey quite a while ago now where I was actually in a recruitment company. I was working for a, a large corporate and I was sitting in the office of one of our clients and a social media consultant came in one day and she was talking about brand strategy, building communities, social media, all the rest of it. And I sat there and I thought, I really need a change. This is something that sounds amazing. And so I was about two days off going on maternity leave. I was ready to pop. And about three months after having my baby, I contacted her on LinkedIn and I said, I don't know if you remember me from that meeting that one Tuesday afternoon, but uh, I would love to work for you free of charge during my maternity leave, maybe one day a week, if you teach me everything that you know. And she was an ex-brand strategy consultant from Deloitte. And so she was pretty amazing. And so on Thursday afternoons while my baby slept, I would be on strategy calls with her and her client over Skype at the time because I don't think Zoom was around. Uh, and we would work through brand strategies, social media strategies, building communities, et cetera. And then when I ended up going back to work, I said to the CEO, I feel like we're really missing an opportunity around employer branding for a lot of the big clients that we were doing work for. And she said, go and do it. And so I put myself through a lot of different courses and all the rest of it. And I built a brand consulting 
business within a corporate and we ended up going global. So we used to work with large pharmaceuticals, communication, investment banks across the US, across EMEA and across Asia Pacific, uh, taking a look at their employer brands. And then I ended up working with a lot of their leadership teams on personal branding as well. Wow. And so, yeah. <laughs> it's very impressive. <laughs> it was amazing. But you know something, at the end of the day, it was really just following the breadcrumbs. It was like, what do I want to do? How can we make this better? Who are the people I need? to learn from. I'm a very big believer in asking for what you want. So if you see somebody who's amazing, you can say to them, you know, how can I learn from you? What's the next step for me, et cetera. And so that's kind of how my journey began. And then I had girlfriends who were lawyers or senior leaders in corporate who didn't want to go back after maternity leave. And so I ended up kind of on, you know, dining room tables with a glass of wine, showing them how to build a business. Like that was how we built the brand consulting business was pricing and packaging and comms and, you know, putting their message out there and how they were going to get clients. And and that's what I had done. And I just really found it was something I loved. It was something that really clicked for me and that I just wanted to do more. And so I ended up working with women to help them build their businesses and make sure it was profitable and that they understood what it took to run a business as well. And so that's what's led me to do what I do today. And and I'm also a speaker coach as well as a business coach. That sounds, I love how you've completely changed the trajectory of your career and you've gotten into this. And I love that you um, took the initiative to say, look, I'm going to use my maternity leave to learn. Um, And look, I won't get paid, but I just want to learn. So I think that's incredible. And the way that you spotted the niches in the market to help women to start um, with their own journey um, to building a business. Yeah. And I think that, you know, something we, we evolve and we want to have different things. And I think that once and this is not, you know, for everybody and it's not a generalization, but I think a lot of women, once we get to a certain stage and we want to have a family and we want to have freedom, it doesn't mean that we lose our ambition. And I think that's a really interesting thing. Just because I don't want to potentially climb the corporate ladder, uh, it doesn't mean I don't want to do big things. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess the next thing I want to kind of ask you is, um, after those many glasses of wines with your friends. Not too many. <laughs> okay. Not too many glasses of wines with your friends. Um, uh, that's, I'm guessing that's how you kind of got the word out for your business, how you started to build a name for your business. Yeah. So they ended up just referring friends to me, to be honest. Uh, I wasn't really planning, like I was in a senior leadership role. We had this global branding business in the corporate that I was in. And it just sort of evolved, you know, and grew from there is that I helped a few friends. They told their friends, they ended up coming to me. Uh, and in the end, one of my girlfriends was like, you need to start to charge for this. Cause I was just really enjoying it. I was enjoying the ride. I didn't need the money cause I had a salary coming in from my corporate job. Uh, but eventually I actually went four days a week and then I went three days a week and then I went two days a week and then I resigned uh, over a period of time as well. So I think that's the other thing is that, you know, sometimes you're in a position where you can throw it all in and other times you've got a very big mortgage and children and a lot of responsibility. And so I sort of, you know, grew the business alongside my job. And then when I was ready to take that leap, I did it. And I think one of the most amazing things is that, 
my CEO at the time when I said to her, I'm just going to let you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to resign soon. And she just went, Sue's just do it. She goes, why, well, you know, why not like take the leap and, and take the chance, you know, you'll regret it if you don't. And I just thought that was pretty amazing. So, you know, that she was super supportive of me the whole time that I was working for them and growing my business. There was always, you know, 100% transparency with that too. So I think that that was pretty, pretty amazing. It's so nice to have the support from, yeah, especially a, a boss like that. So, um, and I really loved how it sounds like a very kind of organic and logical structure on how you progress the business because there, there is the the pressure, I guess, I you hear a lot like, oh, you know, just jump into it. And But if you do have those responsibilities of mortgages and children, so I, I think um, I, it's a lovely success story, um, I, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think everybody's different. Like, you know, if I was... 27 or 28 and I, you know, didn't have any responsibilities or if I didn't have those financial sort of things hanging over me, I probably would, you know, chuck it in and move to Bali and (laughs) run an online business, but everybody's path is different. Yeah, very true. Um, So I guess what are some of the challenges that you face once your business started to grow um, and how did you overcome those challenges? Yeah, so I think in the first couple of years, my vision was probably to start to build my business a little bit like business chicks Uh, where I really wanted to have events and I wanted to build community and all of that. So that's how I sort of ran my business. And then when I ran those breakfast events, dinner events, Uh, conferences, things like that, that's where I'd get a lot of clients from. And so I did that for the first couple of years. But what I found is that for anybody that has run live events, if you want to run a really beautiful live event, which is kind of how I like to run things in beautiful spaces with beautiful food and cocktail events afterwards and all of that, it doesn't make a lot of profit. And so what I was finding is that the events, whilst they were building my brand and my community, they were costing me a lot of money where I was making great profit on my coaching and consulting side of things. It was almost taking the profit in the event space. And so I had to make a decision probably about two or three years into my business that I was going to move from a business brand. So my business was called The Connection Exchange and I was going to move to a personal brand. And I think one of the one of the scariest things I did was that in about 2018, I culled about 80% of my business. So when I started, I was doing workshops, I was speaking, I was coaching, I was running events. And then people would say, oh, Suze, could you do that? And I'd be like, yeah, sure, I could do that. And so I had just accumulated a lot of things and it was really tiring and not very focused and I was finding that I definitely wasn't being as profitable as I wanted to be. And so I just made the really hard decision to cull all of the events and anything that wasn't profitable and now I really ask myself, is it on purpose? So as in, is it aligned to my purpose? Is it something that I feel I'm being really productive with? Is it profitable and does it bring me pleasure? So those are the four things that I ask myself now with everything. Uh, And I think that that's really helped me to keep the business very streamlined and make it as profitable as possible. And so that's really what I did. I just really got rid of 
a lot of things, which was a hard decision to make. I probably left it too long. So I think that's something that I definitely see with a lot of my clients is that they hold on to things for too long because it's a hard decision to make. And I think I wish I had just cut the cord a lot sooner with a lot of different things that I was doing. Because that's a hard thing to do. Like when you've built up your, I'm going to call it empire, (laughs) you know, your business with all those different things and people expect that from you. And then when you say, oh no, actually I'm going to streamline my business, but it does sound like um, it makes a lot more sense. You're more profitable with your business, um, happier in life. (laughs) 100%. You know something, when I made that decision, my profits went through the roof. Like I was, I just culled so many costs from my business. It was insane. Uh, And which to me, I was just like, why did I do this sooner? (laughs) Uh, Because when you finally see, you know, the benefit of that. And the other thing is, is that I also just cleared my diary. You know, I wasn't running all of these events. I wasn't doing all of this. You know, I even stopped doing one-on-one coaching and I went into more of an online course model and speaking and things like that. And it just, number one, I was so much happier. I had so much more time. I was making so much more money and it was just, it was joy. So I, yeah, that's why I was just like, why didn't I do this sooner? But, you know, at the end of the day, it was, there were a lot of lessons learned. Yeah, it sounds like um, you did well. Like it was a smart move to make for the business, a hard one, but a smart one. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask is what is one of your proudest moments in your business and (laughs) what is one of the worst moments that has happened in your business? Can you share a story about this? Yeah, so I think one of the one of the proudest moments in my business would be uh, when I released my first book. Yes, so, uh, yeah, well done. Thank you. You've got a few now, though. I've I've written the second one, but okay. it's not out in the world yet. <laughs> so yeah, so the first book launch was pretty exciting, and because I have come from you know running events, it the most exciting thing was organizing the event for the launch, <laughs> which was fantastic. But I started writing the book a long time before it was published and it was just great to finally get there, to be honest. I just thought I'm never going to finish this and eventually I did. And so that was probably one of the proudest moments. And then I won an award for it as well, which was also yeah, just the cherry on top. And for somebody who has forever said that I'm not a writer, it was, yeah, yeah, well, I proved myself (laughs) wrong. I was the only one that was saying I wasn't a writer and then I kind of dived into book number two, but yeah, haven't quite quite finished it just yet, but we'll get there in the end. What's the first book about? Can you share with us? So it's called Play Big Brand Bold and it was really, it's a bit of my story because uh, not to get into this now, but, you know, I actually did try about three or four businesses on the side before I decided on this one and they were all really different. Like one was like a baby product business and one was like a catwalk show fashion business and like they were all ideas. I never really launched into those but it's a bit of my journey of how I got to where I am and then it also just talks about how to build your brand and how to be more bold and take more risks and do the things that you really want to do. Oh, it sounds wonderful. I have to read it and, yeah, it, it sounds really fun. It just came out on Audible. I just <laughs> oh have God. to say that was like another very exciting moment because oh, nice. it was a goal I had uh, a long time ago was I really want to have a book on Audible because I am a big Audible consumer and uh, about a month ago it took a year to get it on there but about a month ago it went live and I was like, fine. Oh, congratulations. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. So was there a moment um, that you, I guess, I, I call it a worst moment but, like, you know, it couldn't doesn't have to be 
a worse moment, um, just a, a pain point that happened in your business or um, that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I have to be honest, I haven't had too many bad moments in my business, which I'm really lucky. That's good. <laughs> uh, I think that, you know, something I have to be honest, that building the brand consulting business, I was almost able to make a lot of mistakes with the safety net of a salary and being part of a, a corporate business where, you know, we priced things wrong and ended up making losses. Uh, you know, we basically didn't scope projects very well. So, you know, when I was in the brand consulting business, we didn't scope projects as well as I would have liked, things like that. And so I learned a lot. And so when I came into my business, I had almost learned quite a few lessons and had some downfalls uh, there. So I kind of came in you know, being a bit more savvy than maybe somebody who's just starting a business without that experience. I think really just culling the business, that was probably one of the hardest things because I had, I basically had to let go of a lot of clients that I was working with. And, you know, the clients that I was working with, you build those relationships. And so, I think just maintaining great relationships with the clients that I had whilst kind of going, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore <laughs> was was really difficult and it was emotional. You know, as women we, you know, really connect on a different level and so that was a, a definite hard thing to do. But, yeah, once again, like I said, best, best thing I ever did. Um, would you say that you have three top skills that you would – recommend for other businesses that they would need to survive and thrive in business? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> it's a bit deep, wasn't it? Uh, so number one, know your numbers. Like I just can't say this enough because, and when I say you know your numbers, know your financial numbers, know your conversion rates, understand how much it costs you to get a customer, keep a customer, things like that. I think that that's definitely something I teach, I work with a lot of women to really understand because I feel like sometimes we put our head in the stand and we're like, yeah, I'm sure that'll be fine. Uh, so really managing money well, because at the end of the day, cash flow is, you know, king or queen yes, of a business. Agreed. <laughs> like without it, it just doesn't last. And so really knowing your numbers is a skill that you have to learn. And I wish I'd kind of got my accounting software much earlier in the piece than what I did because it just makes it so transparent about what's happening in my business uh, and which helps me then make really informed decisions. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that you've got to be a risk taker. I think that I find it really interesting that People have enough confidence and courage to say, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to back myself and start a business. And then they get into business and like, now I'm too scared to show up. Mm. I'm like, you had the courage to like leave a job, do your own thing. And now you don't have the courage to kind of be visible. And so I think that's the other thing is that you've got to start to be visible and you've got to start to take risks. And as I said earlier, I am the queen of asking for what I want. My mother always taught me if you don't ask, you don't get. So I'm pretty shameless with asking. I'll be like, that looks amazing. Can I do that? Or do you want to collaborate? Or can I have this or whatever it is? And so I think that at the end of the day, a no is just a no. Like it's not death. It's not like nothing else is going to happen. It's just a no and you'll go on to the next, you know, opportunity. And so I think just being somebody who sees the opportunities rather than the negatives, I always say that I've got a little post-it on my computer screen that says, what if it's amazing? What if it's, this is the best thing ever? What if it, you get exactly what you want? Because sometimes when opportunities come, 
We're like, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What like all the negatives. And so I think constantly be looking for the opportunity as well. And the third thing is boundaries. Yeah. So people will take as much. Yeah. yeah, People will take as much as you give. So if I say to you, okay, well, you know, we're going to be on a call and it's half an hour and you keep speaking for two hours and I don't say anything, that's not that person's fault. It's mine because I've not set that boundary and managed that boundary. And so for me, once again, I go back to when somebody asks me, because I get asked for things every day, is it profitable? Is it productive? Is it aligned with my purpose? And will this bring me pleasure? And so that is basically the things that I ask myself. That is and such a great guideline to live. For, and it's an easy for life one. And business, I kind of think. But yeah. And so I just think, you know, something. And, and when it comes to having great boundaries, because I know people struggle with this because I talk about it all the time, is just have go tos. So, for example, if somebody asks you for something and you don't want to do it, you just say, thanks so much for the offer. Unfortunately, I can't do that. Brilliant. What a great way to gently let somebody down. And it's fine. And, and the other thing is don't explain yourself. Like you don't have yes. to say why you don't want to do something as well. I feel I feel like people kind of go into verbal diarrhea where they're like, no, sorry, I can't do that because I've got like all of this, you know, and then they go into all the explanation. And I think it's fine for you to just say no. That's lovely. That's, yeah, I think especially as a woman, I always feel like I always have to say yes to everything. So that's such a great tip for anyone listening out there. Yeah, people pleasing is a big, is a big <laughs> issue. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I think that kind of just answers uh, my my last question about a piece of business advice. So just say no. Just, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I think, you know, something I feel like those, you know, always look for the opportunities and go after the things that you want and be really, you know, tenacious with that. But when people ask you for things make sure that it's aligned with what you're here to do and the type of work you want to be involved in and the relationships you want to have. And I think that if you can balance those two things of opportunity and boundaries, I think that you'll have a thriving business. Oh, that's wonderful advice. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so how can people find out more information about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at Suze Chadwick, which is S-U-Z, Chadwick.com. And I'm on all socials at Suze Chadwick, but I like to hang out on Instagram the most. Cool. Thank you for joining us again and um, see you next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Wingrove Street. This podcast is brought to you by the Melbourne Innovation Centre. If you are a small business or startup in need of support, we're here to help. We offer services and support across Victoria to accelerate your business growth. To find out more, head to www.melbourneinnovation.com.au.